This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 99, the great one, the great episode. Yep, I'm ripping another solo. Andy is uh, going out to his, I, I don't know how many years it's been, but an anniversary dinner, dinner, dinnery, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, so I'm going to be ripping a solo, and he's going to enjoy a very fine meal. And uh, so happy anniversary to him and his wife. Uh, it's a shame that I don't know how many years it's been, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's going to be ripping a solo. Obviously, a lot has happened since our last podcast. We have seen New York Rangers hockey, two games under our belt, obviously both preseason, but uh, it was New York Rangers hockey nonetheless. And I think everyone was just super excited to see some of these players, to see how Gallant and Drury were going to pick and choose who plays on both of these nights. It'll still be, uh, you know, very interesting to see how um, they roster some of these lines moving forward, especially with some of the guys that are certainly making cases for themselves. And, you know, we'll get into all of that. But, you know, at first, I just got to say it was just so pleasurable to see New York Rangers hockey, you know, especially New York Rangers, New York Islanders right off the bat. And I'm just so happy that hockey is back. You officially feel like it's the fall season. I swear the temperature has stayed cool. It's none of that where we go now back to a week of 95 degree weather. I feel like we've made the turn. You know, it's crisp outside in the morning. It's cold. There's New York Ranger games on the schedule. So we're all amped up, always waiting for the next one. And, uh, you know, luckily we have a night off here on Wednesday and we play the New Jersey Devils in a home and home on Thursday and Friday. So that's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, it, it just the Ranger fan in me and obviously hosting a podcast, things are a little bit different. You look at things a little bit differently because, you know, now you got to think of, you know, topics to talk about in which, you know, you, you want to be the fan in you and just all doom and gloom. Luckily, I have Andy to kind of balance me out. But, you know, as of right now, if you're a New York Ranger fan, there's really not a ton to be negative about. And that's like it's I'm almost negative because there's nothing to be negative about. And that kind of scares me as a fan. And, you know, obviously the Mets are in the middle of their collapse right now as Atlanta overtakes them as a division leader. Uh, the New York Jets uh, showed who they truly are by getting absolutely clobbered and embarrassed uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So they are who we thought they were. And it just worries me that the Rangers will turn back into a team that we think should contend, but they just don't really put it all together. And, you know, I, I don't know why I'm starting the podcast off this doom and gloom when there's nothing to be, uh, you know, doom and gloom about. So. It's just the nature of being a New York sports fan. It's just, you know, as the highest highs, you just know you're at the roller coaster ride and you're going to come crashing down eventually. But not right now, not on the New York Rangers front. And, you know, if you're a fan, you got to be, you know, just 
pleasantly happy with how things have come along over the past couple seasons. And certainly this one has a lot of moving parts to it as we enter what really is the first year where there's the expectations I think are real right off the bat. You know, last year going into last season, I think it was just like, let's be competitive. Let's try the, let's give it the old college try and let's see if we can make a buzz in this division and, and maybe steal a wild card spot and, and, and let's keep building. But the Rangers surpassed that players stepped up. We had guys playing like superstars all season long. We had guys with zero expectations turn into superstars. Um, and I think the Rangers world is just now ready to compete. And that comes at a cost. There's a lot more pressure. There's, uh, you know, the competition level has to increase. Teams no longer see you as a team that, you know, is just a scrappy team. You have a target on your back. You made it to the Eastern Conference final. Uh, you know, if you don't think Carolina has a sour taste in their mouth, Pittsburgh has a sour taste in their mouth, you know, they're coming, they're coming after us and, you know, they're going to be ready and they got a lot of veteran leadership, especially on Pittsburgh's end, you know, Carolina's looking to make that turn to maybe make a Stanley cup final. They certainly have the pieces and, you know, just looking throughout the East, you know, is Florida going to take another step? Or are they going to take a step back? You know, they made some major moves, you know, bringing in Kachuk and letting um, uh, Huberdu go. And, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be tough. You know, the Maple Leafs are are probably one of the most skilled teams in the NHL, and they could certainly kill you. And, you know, Tampa's Tampa, very well coached and, and disciplined and just take it game by game. And they don't try to, to kill you, you know, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're not looking to win a, uh, in the playoffs. They were, weren't certainly looking to win a sprint. They were playing for that marathon and they just slow and steady with leadership, with goaltending, with defense, with the forwards and getting production from, you know, the first and fourth lines, you know, it just right through that whole roster. They're just steady Eddie and they know how to compete. So yeah, the New York Rangers have a lot of work to do this season and, you know, it starts now and it starts with, some of the, you know, bottom six forwards to our bottom pairing D and, you know, certainly, uh, you know, you can't expect goaltending to bail you out every night. So now this has to be a full team effort from first line to fourth line to our top pair to our bottom pairing defenseman. So we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, but let's, let's kind of get into it. I mean, if you watch the New York Rangers against the New York Islanders, I have to say, that was probably one of the more entertaining preseason games I've seen in like a decade. And the only one I can think of is one that I was at. And it was just because of probably the atmosphere and the buzz in the, in the, in the building was the New York Rangers played the New Jersey Devils at, um, I think at the time it was the Pepsi Arena up in Albany. Uh, it might have been, I don't know if it turned into the Times Union yet. But anyway, they, they played there and holy shit. That place was that was just a fun game to go to. And uh, yeah, the, a lot of buzz in the building. And that's kind of what I felt watching this game at home. And and so Andy was there. So Andy had a whole different perspective. And um, I'm sure he'll bring it up uh, next podcast. But, you know, watching this game, you had to be pleasantly surprised with a lot of these players. And, you know, they, they brought it. They certainly brought it and made cases for themselves. Uh, I think, you know, one of the players right off the bat, I hate to say it, Jimmy Vesey, man, 
Uh, he had a goal that night, you know, just four shots on goal, looking at a stat line right now, uh, you know, threw a hit, a couple blocks, you know, won some faceoffs, and, uh, you know, I got a ton of ice time, probably one of the most, yeah, top three forward, you know, in terms of ice time is Jimmy VC. And there's a kid who told me at the beginning of the year that, you know, this kid is probably going to end up on our fourth line. Shit. Uh, you know, talking to Andy about it, he kind of likes it, you know, and, uh, you know, not to get into the Boston game, but, you know, he, he played kind of well in the Boston game, you know, I mean, it wasn't as much energy, I think, throughout that whole lineup, but, you know, given the, the two games that you have as a, um, you know, as a, uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but, you know, as a sample size for him. The kid is certainly competing. He's certainly showing that he probably deserves to be uh, in this lineup. And, you know, some of the players that you have to beat out, I think he's beating out. And that that's including Carpenter, who was non-existent. You know, he was basically Casper out there. And here's a guy that was supposed to be a big signing from the Flames. You know, he was going to play fourth line minutes, you know, an upgrade in the fourth line department. I didn't see it. But yeah, yeah, you have VZ out there certainly making the case for himself. So Jimmy VC, you know, it's painful to say, welcome aboard, my friend, because you're probably going to be on the fourth line. If I'd be shocked if he didn't make it, unless he like turns to shit the next, you know, few games where it's just absolutely awful, um, which I just don't see happening. I mean, the guy's playing for his career right now, and it's certainly showing backs up against the wall. Kind of like it. Gutsy. Don't like him. As a player, I just think he was a little too cocky, a little too arrogant. But here he is, a second chance uh, to be a New York Ranger. So uh, the next uh, the next uh, guy you know, forward that we really want to talk about, I mean, shit, is Othman, man. Two assists, uh, you know, plus one, couple shots on goal. You know, he, he was one of those guys that you certainly noticed out there. And, you know, I I know he doesn't have a shot at really making his team. I don't think they'd really want his clock to start right away with the New York Rangers. But shit, man, that kid can play and he's competing. And, you know, that's really a really good sign to see is a player like him, uh, you know, obviously a first round pick. And you want to see that out of your first round picks as, as you know, as you know, we've seen in the past, you know, it's it's hit or miss. You know, you never know what you got. I mean, he had. Look at Leah Sanderson, look at Hedl, look at Kako, look at Lafreniere, you know, look at Miller. You know, you look at some of these guys, uh, you know, and they play so many different roles on this team already. And, you know, Hoffman looks like a kid that wants to play on the big league, big league team and wants to be rostered here as a New York Ranger. But uh, I don't know if he's going to make it, but he's certainly making a case for himself. And anybody that watched that first Allender game had to have a sense of relief that, you know, Rangers did, you know, that was a good pick so far. You know, I know he hasn't obviously played a full season yet and you never know. And the preseason's the preseason and you can't really compare it to what a regular season or a playoff game actually is. But so far, the kid playing junior and the kid playing preseason hockey, he showed that he can certainly compete and has a lot of energy and is one of those guys that, you know, that is going to do whatever it takes to make this roster. And, that's really what you want to see out of some of these guys, you know. Um, you know, the next player I kind of wanted to talk about was Kraft, Kraftsoff. Uh, kid's got skill, man. 
you know, I, I think he was gripping his stick a little tight, looked very nervous at times. I think he forced a couple plays uh, that were unnecessary, trying to do too much. Uh, this kid is going to have to worry, uh, wor- well, not worry, but work on, you know, keeping it simple, just get pucks to the net. Uh, you don't have to make that big fancy pass like Panarin can. You know, just get pucks to the net, eat pucks along the boards if you don't have anything. You know, limit the giveaways, and I, I think he'll be perfectly fine. Uh, I think he's uh, going to be a good PP2 guy uh, on that half wall. I mean, I, I don't know if, if he'll always be there on that spot, but uh, he certainly has the skill. Uh, he's probably got to work on his release and his shot. But, man, no oh man. I mean, you can definitely tell. He was a little bit nervous, but the kid has got skill. He can certainly play. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what he has to offer the New York Rangers as the season progresses because there's a kid that they're going to give every opportunity to. And, you know, if he does all the little things correctly, I think things are going to work out. And if he really is starting on that second line, I think he could be productive. I really do. And, you know, I think that all depends on what, you know, Trocek and Panarin – um, you know, if they can get on the same page with each other and crafts all kind of work off those two guys and, and learn, you know, to cycle the puck and make plays. And, you know, for him, I think it's to keep it simple. Obviously Panarin is, you know, a special player and can get away with a lot of things. I think crafts needs to kind of find his own way and, you know, not try to be, you know, Panarin, just be crafts you know, be that guy that, you know, wins, lose pucks can get the puck you know, to, you know, either Trocek or Panarin, you know, kick the puck up to the point, crash to the net, look for rebounds, use your skill to, you know, create space and time in the offensive zone and hustle your ass back through the neutral zone, get through the the guts of the ice and back check and, and break up plays, you know. Um, you know, I think there is pressure on him because I think everyone kind of has a, a bullseye on him to see, you know, what he's made of. I know he gets a lot of heat from people and, you know, you might, it's kind of understandable. I get it. But at the same time too, you know, this is their livelihood. You know, this is, you know, he's not from New York city. He's from Russia. He gets drafted by the Rangers. All roads kind of led to him making the team. And, you know, he gets sent to, to Hartford kind of shocking, you know, blow to the ego. And I know that might, sounds soft to some, but you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a di- different game. It's not, you know, some of these kids, man, they don't, they don't know how to take rejection and, and, you know, you, you want to wait and judge them and see how they respond. And he's getting an opportunity here and, you know, the New York Rangers kind of need him just as much as, you know, he needs the Rangers right now. So he's a cheap asset for us. He's a cheap second line player. And we're all going to have to root for him, you know, whether you like him or whether you don't, you, we won't need him to be successful because if he's not successful there on the, on the second line, I don't know where we're going to find the answer, especially if you want to keep the kid line together. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't really want to do that to start the season. So um, we'll see you there. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. 
New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, full disclosure, I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to audio quality. I basically always have a pair of headphones in my ears. Uh, I'm either editing this podcast, recording this podcast, listening to music, listening to other podcasts, and I do all this when I'm working out, uh, walking around the streets of New York City, riding the subway, riding the bike, running for exercise, uh, and recently it's been an amazing experience. Um, And do you know why? Because I've been using my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds to do all of it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever, and with their optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, they are so comfortable, they will not budge. Uh, Trust me, like I said, when I'm running, riding the bike, just moving all out and about, they do not move an inch. Raycons give up to eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. And they're priced just right because you get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Like I said earlier, I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to audio. So Raycon's three customizable sound profiles are perfect for me. If I want more bass, I can get it. If I want less bass, I can get it. If I want more highs, I can get them. Uh, I can just basically tailor it to the type of music I'm listening to and just how I'm feeling on any given day. Right now, go to buyraycon.com and use code THPN15 and get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com, code THPN15. Yeah, and then you have, uh, you know, I think Jones... I think he played a hell of a game. Obviously, had a he had a fluky goal there, plus one, four shots on goal, did a little bit of everything, threw a hit, a couple blocks, uh, played a ton of minutes, over twenty minutes, and got some PP time. He's a smart player. Uh, I, I think he, I think he saw the game pretty well, especially the Islanders game. And you know, I think he's one of those players that, uh, given time and reps and. And if he can learn, you know, under Fox and Lindgren and just kind of see those guys, I think Truba and Miller played just a totally different game, though, than him. But if he can kind of learn to be patient and make the right decisions, I think there's, you know, a lot for this kid to learn and blossom and to really turn into, you know, a, a good third pairing defenseman that the Rangers, again, desperately need because we really don't have many answers after after Jones. You know, I know. Robertson's name's been thrown around. Uh, you know, obviously Hayek, everyone's really high on. I think they're just trying to boost his, uh, you know, boost his, uh, I don't know, boost the market value on him for a potential trade later in the future. 
yeah, so it's just, you know, again, for Jones, I love that the kid can grab the puck and take a quick snapshot from the point, one foot off the ice. It's hard. It's low. It's You can deflect it. So if that kid's on the ice, you know, have a high-low presence, one guy going to the net, one guy staying a little higher, and uh, try to get a deflection and or rebound because the goalies are not always going to be able to see it, and that's just the perfect shot for chaos to happen, a tip-in goal, tip, you know, for a rebound. And if you have guys crashing high-low presence in front of the net, you're going to, you know, be able to put home, uh, you know, some of those rebounds. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what, you know, Kreider does. You know, I think he had a rebound goal that night too. So uh, contract year for Keandre Miller. And this kid, I tell you, I don't know where, how, what Drury has up his sleeve, how he's going to pull this off. But Keandre Miller's a fucking hell of a player. And I hate to say it, we might want to try bridging this kid right now because there's no fucking way we can afford him. He's making $925,000 this season. He's a restricted free agent next year. The cap's only going up like a million. Now, maybe if we want to talk cap in 25-26 season where it's significantly higher or projected to be, I don't see a world in which we can have Keandre Miller on this roster next season without moving a Truba, uh, a Kreider. Uh, I hate to say it, Panarin. I'll keep that narrative alive because I think the Rangers are not going to be successful all the time. And Panarin, people hate his contract for some reason. The guy's only one of the best players in the world. He's only been our best player, most productive player all since he's gotten here. We've never even had a player like this come in this hot before and just stay hot. And, you know, it just a long-term player here making a ton of money, but every single season that goes further, he's making, you know, less and less based off of a cap percentage. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions going into next season, but that's next season. Right now, we have Keandre Miller at 925000 I think he'll command minimum $5 million. I think his offensive numbers, you know, someone said, is he going to ever compete for a Norris? Probably not because I don't think his offensive numbers will ever be in that world because he just doesn't play a ton of power play time. And, you know, I, I just think you know, as much as a, of an offensive presence that he might get, he's just never going to touch anywhere near that. I hope I'm completely wrong, but Miller is just an overall unbelievable defenseman. He is such a strong skater, you know, moving up the ice. And, you know, that was like the biggest knock, not a very good, not a strong skater. I mean, I think his stride is powerful. I think he can weave and get around players with almost ease. He's, skilled enough to chip the puck in the right spots and have a nice touch on it where he knows, all right, I can get around this defenseman and keep the puck in a manageable position where I can regain it and then drive to the net. Uh, he's not afraid to drive the net. Uh, he's got, you know, enough skill where he can make a play when he drives the net, you know, and uh, you, uh, it's just, I feel like he can do it all. And this kid is going to be playing a ton of minutes. He's only 22 years old. Uh, he, looks like 
better than last year. And again, I know sample size is only one preseason game, but man, oh man, can Keandre Miller play the game of hockey. And I cannot believe that the New York Rangers have him. So uh, it'll be very, very, very interesting. And I know I say that a lot. A lot of things are interesting. But this is the most interesting thing, what the Rangers are going to do with some of these players and trying to sign them. Um, You know, I really do think, you know, just the way he's carrying himself right now, Lafreniere looks like a player that is ready to take the next step. I just feel like he looks more comfortable out there. He looks like one of the guys, uh, you know, he's always got a smile on his face. He's very uh, charismatic in terms of, you know, his social, you know, I, I don't even know if I want to call it social, but yeah, the way how he socializes with some of these players, um, he's definitely a leader, a character. And, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, maybe he's not dominant right off the bat, but he's learning and he's learning how to become dominant. And, Certainly, again, sample size, just going from last year into this first preseason game and now moving forward, I have all the confidence in the world with Lafreniere. I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, he's not going to be Austin Matthews, but we're talking about a guy that can play on the first line. This, that's, that's, how, well, that's what I expect out of Lafreniere. And I know we have the kid line, and I'd rather him just rip it up against you know, the other teams, you know, third line or potential matchups there. But um, yeah, I am just super excited to see what Lafreniere brings this season. I hope he's more consistent. Five on five, he was excellent last year. Uh, you know, five on five points, he's he's got a ton of them. Uh, I think for, for his first couple of years, he's like third all time with five on five points or something like that. Uh, you know, obviously he doesn't get a ton of power play time, but, um, yeah, just, he's up there with some of the names on on that list in terms of five on five production to start. And it's not a ton of points, but you know, they're meaningful points, you know, and that's going to be my narrative this year, man. I want to be better on five on five, you know, let's be better on five on five with a power play that's lethal in this league with a hot goaltender. And, you know, let's fucking, let's fucking win this division huh um uh couple Kako looks good again obviously he he we bridged him he's at 2.1 in the next two seasons um i think he was feeling himself a little bit uh defensively i think he's just stone cold he's just solid and uh you know i think the offensive game will come i think if you keep that kid line together and they feed off of the energy and the momentum they had from last playoffs and, you know, they can be a really dangerous line with Heedle, you know, with, you know, how he can scoot up and down the ice and some of his skill. I think if those three are clicking, they are going to do a lot of damage on that third line. Um, you saw they, they what they can do in the playoffs. I think it'll be easier for them to do it during the regular season. Um, you know, obviously not every game are they going to be able to put up two or three points. But, um, you know, I, I think if you want production and you expect production, especially from a third line, I think they can be one of the most deadly third lines in the league. And, uh, you know, I think those three players are all looking to make a step forward and it's great that they can take it together and build off of each other and, you know, not be reliant on a Panarin to get you points or, or, you know, Zibanejad to get you points. So, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, 
Lindgren, no fucking surprise that he <laughs> looked like he needed stitches right off the bat. Uh, Lindgren's bleeding, so the season has officially begun. That's probably when we should switch over to like season four. Maybe we'll go off that next year. Just, you know, whenever Lindgren starts bleeding, that's when the next season starts because the guy can't go a full 60-minute game. I think if you played one shift, he'd get hit and start bleeding. It's unbelievable. It really is. And the guy's just an absolute warrior. And, uh, yeah, just seems like every game he's out there, just blood everywhere. So um, the Boston game, to get into that a little bit, uh, obviously I wasn't, wasn't overwhelmed with how some of these guys play. Lafreniere scored a, a fluky goal. Uh, you know, Trocek first game for him. He looked all right. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. You know, I think he was just going out there, getting the reps down, feeling comfortable. Uh, you know, you know, he didn't. You know, he wasn't out there. You know, playing with those real lines. So it's kind of hard to tell what what to expect. VC had two assists, obviously against Boston. Um, Trocek an assist, Lafreniere a goal, and uh, Anna Fox had a nice goal. So, uh, yeah, um, I think th- we were just par for the course. Uh, Louis Domingue gives up a goal. Uh, Halak, I think he gave up one. Yeah, so it was like you know back and forth. It was it was you know it was a re- that was a that was a preseason game. That was the definition of a preseason game. It was like yeah, there's some nice little bits there, but. It was meh hockey, I think, all from both sides. Uh, nothing crazy. AJ Greer, uh, maybe MVP of the preseason so far. Uh, two goals, one in overtime to win it. So AJ Greer, Ranger killer right there. Uh, other than that, the Holocness monster was in goal. Uh, he looks solid. Uh, Louis Domingue was in goal. Uh, he looked all right. I mean, I wasn't really watching him much, but, you know, Halak is a stable presence, veteran guy. Nothing's going to get by him, I think, in, in terms of pressure or anything like that. I think he signed on to be a backup goalie to Igor, and I think that's a great role for him. So we're going to roll with that. Um, other than that, man, there's nothing really much else to talk about. I mean, shit, we had New York Rangers hockey. Uh you know, I'm not going to overcomplicate this. You know, I don't need narratives uh, that are just dumb. You know, Will Cooley, he's not making this team. Let's face it. Uh, you know, I think Othman is the one player that's a little bit interesting. VC is going to make this team. Carpenter, I don't know what the hell we're going to do with him, but uh, unless he shows me a little bit more, uh, you know, funny Tenorti out there playing defense, you know. You know, uh, Skinner, Robertson, they looked all right. Nothing special. Uh, You know, I don't know. I just feel like the team is set. I don't want to give too much thought into what these other guys are. Uh, Like I said, VC is the only one I think that you can really talk about. The guy will play for probably a minimum and be on our fourth line. And that could actually help us. Othman. I just don't think he's ever going to make the team because we need cheap players in the future. And he's probably a player that's going to be playing for the, the, you know, an ELC next season for the New York Rangers. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what the deal is here. Um, you know, and, and the New York Rangers have two games against the devils, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, 7 PM at home. And then we're on the road in Jersey on Friday night again, 7 PM. And then, uh, 
that does it for September. So we'll have those two games under our belt. And then, uh, then we have a couple more against Boston and the Islanders. And that wraps up preseason. And shit, we're looking at a couple more podcasts. And then we've got regular season is upon us. Got the, the Tampa Bay Lightning at home to start us off. And then we go on the road against Minnesota, tough opponent. And then Winnipeg, which should be a layup. But who knows? The Rangers never make it easy. Yeah, and that's all I got for you. A quick half hour getting it in, talking New York Rangers hockey. Uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that the season has started. I can start my roller coaster journey. Uh, and, you know, I'm starting off. Maybe last podcast I was a little negative, but it's clicking up, you know, right, right at the beginning of the roller coaster. It's like, right. And then we're going to hit Tampa loss, Minnesota loss, Winnipeg, ugly loss. And then I'm going to be doom and gloom. And then we're going to rip off 10 in a row. We're going to finish them the month of October off on an absolute tear. And then I'm going to look like an idiot for calling this team out. So no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you. Episode 99. Uh, the great one, Andy. Happy anniversary. I hope you enjoyed your meal. Uh, left me hanging here, but it's all right. Uh, I really wanted to get your point of view at the game and what you saw up close. But other than that, I got nothing else for you. Uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.